Hello, my woke folk. My name is Farrell, and this is my podcast, Stay Woke. Brand new episode, Interview with a Virus. Whether or not, I can't sit here and tell you that our government or another government wouldn't be nefarious enough to do something that would be a pandemic. I'm just... Well, I'm not saying necessarily nefarious, but... But, was it but an accident? Did it accidentally get out or did it really originate by something? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, okay. So I can't say that it didn't happen. What I can say is I've looked at what they call the phylogeny. The, the, okay. the virus has developed genetically. And it looks okay. like something that was natural based on that. So okay. Say that again. It's really important that you you know elucidate that point to our audience because so this is a distinguishing part. Viruses genetically mutate. You can follow that and it looks like it was a normal point in the development or natural history of, of a coronavirus. Okay. Okay. You know, okay. that's not the point. The point is whether or not it was made in a lab, which is unlikely, or okay. if it was natural, the treatment, the intervention, the approach that we should take should be the same. Uh, and so I think that's the point, important point to make. And well, they were balancing whether or not China was willing to share the information for fear they were didn't want to let the world know that they let it get out or that it was they were accidentally experimenting on that. So to thwart right. that kind of nefariousness kind of our approach to that, I think to to say from your perspective that it genetically mutated in a natural fashion means a lot. Right, right, right. And that's unlikely, too, that they were like, because as I mentioned to you, right in the middle of when it was first happening, they were allowing that. Now, it was a lot of security and you right. had to do non in 98. It was a lot of stuff. But OK, allowing me and, and a team of infectious disease providers and other folks access to those guys. And we, we so you were actually there. Yeah. And actually, like, and, and, like I'm zooming with you. They were there right. in their research facility. I got you. Got you. I just want to make sure that the lend that credibility to your direct experience. Right. It's not uh, not supposition. It's not hyperbole. It's right. really for you being able to say I had a direct experience with that. Would that be fair? Yes, sir. With, the, with the people that treated in Wuhan. Absolutely. Before we go to the next dress, what is gain of function? Gain yeah, of function is, from what I, I understand yeah. is yeah, when you take a virus and you try to ramp up its whatever the negative or positive features of that virus okay in order to understand it better now you can weaponize that obviously right but that's in my little knowledge i know dr watts knows way more about that but that's the research person and you're a researcher as well in the lab so you so so when you say when you say when you weaponize i think this is this is where we get into the 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 nitty-gritty of it though like could it be weaponized on a global scale or targeted to a specific population like black people it's theoretical so you're talking about gene manipulation for a specific population and, and that that is possible. I mean, there's there's plenty of records where you, you do that. What is my experience and what I think bears out in the history of, of genetic manipulation in virology is that oftentimes when you do that, the virus becomes less fit in one way or Agreed. another. Agreed. Agreed. So as a result, it, the potency of what you're trying to do is, is significantly lost. A good example of that is um, is um, is this Ebola virus, right? Okay. So there was no gene manipulation with Ebola virus, but what happened is because it's so virulent, because it kills you so fast, it's almost impossible for Ebola or Marburg to be a pandemic because it okay. kills you so fast. So that's okay. An of- it don't mean they didn't have a chance to spread, right? Because it didn't right, right. right to spread. Okay, Great. gentlemen, thank you. That was the Alpha variant. Then we had the Delta variant. When the Delta variant broke, vaccines were being developed, conspiracy theories were running high, and social media deemed the pandemic a hoax. Dr. T, the question's for you. 
Initially, many African-Americans believed they were immune to COVID-19 or that it was a hoax. How did that affect your treatment of patients in the emergency room? I think it helps to have a black person tell them that that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you as a black person that that, that shit is crazy, right? right, right. <laughs> you, know, you, you look around, you close the door. You Is you crazy? You right. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I think that's... Well, the hoax, the, well, the hoax I'm sorry, Don. The hoax part probably is crazy, but we initially thought immunity. Who who thought that? Who? Yeah. Black people. It was going, circulating in on social media that when it first yeah. broke, because we weren't getting it, right? It, supposedly we weren't getting it. So we, yeah, yeah. Go, I know, I, wait, I know wait, it sounds crazy. Wait, wait. <laughs> right? I mean, Brooke is right. Yeah, but until you start seeing people die that you know, then you realize okay, that. Right. Yeah, but how long did that true. take before it kind of got over to us? Though, go ahead, Doc T. No, I mean, I, I it, it was. It's just if you hear something that sounds crazy, you say it's crazy. I tell my twelve-year-old <laughs> son, I'm like, "Do you believe that?" You know, if he tells me something like, you know, some something on TikTok, if you watch it, you're gonna, you know, die. I'm like, why? Yeah, you but you say that, but you say that, but you just mentioned cognitive dissonance. Right? I agree. I right? agree. Right, right. You can believe it. But that's what in the cognitive dissonance definition that you said, it's gaining new information and whatever. That's saying that you have a brain to interpret some of these things. This is <laughs> nonsense. You know, if you're telling me black people are immune from that, I'm like, why? 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 Right. What right. is it about us that makes mm -hmm. us immune? Mm -hmm. And then when you have that conversation, it's just like anything that sounds nonsensical. When you ask a couple pointed questions, the whole thing just, it's a house just of cards. Cr it, yeah, it collapses. But right. they hold now, on to it because they, it, it anchors them down with information I can't process, though. Right. It, I, I can't accept that motherfuckers are dying around me at a rapid rate continuously, right? So right. I, I, I hold on to anything that helps me anchor myself, even if it's not realistic. Right. But that's denial. That's okay. not cognitive dissonance. Okay. That's denial. <laughs> <laughs> hey, T, can I jump in really quick? With a, with go ahead, you? go ahead, go ahead. So, <laughs> Part of that, and we, we heard these a lot, and a part of it from, from an epidemiologic standpoint came mm -hmm. from some of some, some actual data. So early okay. what we were seeing is that in places like in sub-Saharan Africa, and specifically in South, South Africa, we were seeing people not getting it at the rate that they were getting in other parts of the world. Okay. So there were efforts to try to figure it out. There was theories about vitamin D. There was theories about sunlight. There was initially a significant uh, uh, reduct, reduction in the rate of transmission, the severity of disease in Sub-Saharan Africa. And so a lot of people said, well, this is not a black people's disease. What mm -hmm. ended up happening is that they had a, a beta, excuse me, a gamma of var a variant of, of, of COVID, which had decreased transmissibility mm. and decreased uh, 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 severity of illness as compared to some of the other ones. Uh, and so that was a part, and there was a natural progression towards various places based on. Power. So, 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 what you're saying? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, what you're saying that they were uh, they had a mutant strain that was less infectious to them, and it gave the perception as if they were immune. Yeah, that and the natural progression was in places that had more interaction, right? Okay. Or major cities, uh, what they call the first world, but okay. eventually it got there just as bad. Right. That hypothesis out. So yeah, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. Too. No, no, no. no. But there were other things that you said, Sub-Saharan or South Africa or either? It was Sub-Saharan, and then there were specific examples about South Africa, and one of the variants came up in South Africa. In South Africa, I think uh, Joseph Zuma said you couldn't get AIDS if you had sex with 
a woman and then took a shower immediately. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't listen to him or anything else that came out of there if it's not from a clinician or somebody who's got some some report. No, I agree. Yeah. But but people were coming into your into your emergency room. Talk True. to you about that, Doc. Yeah, right. how, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. What were you experiencing when people were coming crazy. in? It was crazy. It was crazy. For lack of a better term and not to put some, <laughs> you know, bad term out, it, it was actually, it was amazing because you, you don't know, like, I want to go home and right. not infect my family. Right, right. Like, I want to just go home and live to see another day, right? Okay. And there was so much unknown about it, but you're seeing people very, very sick. And then the, the, the other side of it is, is you, it's a lottery pick. You see somebody die, and then you right. see somebody who just loses right. their taste right. for a week, and then right. they're back on. Right. And so there's so much that we still don't know about this mm. disease. You know, first you thought it was more of a pulmonary disease, but right. then it was a vascular disease. And then, you know, it might knock out your kidneys and you've got, um, you know, renal failure. It but might I, thought it was, but I thought it was always respiratory, though. I thought it was always understood to be respiratory. No, no. no. Okay. That was the thing. You might create okay. a clot and then, okay. you know, stroke out. Just because okay. it goes to your lung doesn't mean it can't go to your brain. Agreed. You know, so so you had vasculitis, you had yeah. all sorts of so things. Tell me some, so tell me, share some of the crazy shit people were coming into the emergency room trying to tell you about the virus and how, you know, especially, you know, people of color. Well, I, I mean, just like, I mean, some of that stuff that you're saying, like, you know, it, it's it's not they, a they would tell you to that. your face. I mean, that's the time yes. they tell they they tell other people, but usually you confess when you get to your doctor, right? Okay, right. doc, I was I was I was you know I was talking shit before, but now I re but did you see that or were people sticking to their guns? Well, people it depends on the person, but okay. people will stick to their guns and say, hey, I, you know, I don't believe that, okay. and they may not have any reason or rationale for why they don't believe it, but that's okay. it's a belief. Okay. Which is, you know, it's almost like faith and, and, you know, belief in something unseen and whatever. That's what they had. But I don't know why, because it didn't benefit them. And they said, look, I, you know, I got to I got to do my job. So regardless of whatever, I'm going to go out and I'm going to not social distance. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going right. to do this. I have to do that. Um, I mean, you know, be honest, it's what's so crazy down here in Atlanta. Strip clubs were full. Right. Yeah. It was popping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I'm saying, right? That we were still partying like everything because they were thinking, let's have this, let's just get it over with. Let's just get, let's get, let's get catch it. I'm, I'm going to get over it and I'm going to move on because I'm going to have immunity after immunity. I get over that. I'm going to have herd immunity. Talk to me. So, so that, that whole concept, I think there was somebody on HHS and excuse me, I don't know, he would call Alexander, somebody who was part of Health and Human Services. And there was some emails between, you know, Trump and, and the administration and the health right. and services talking right. about we need to uh, expose all of the non-risky patients. So not the nursing home patients, wow. not the elderly. Wait, wait, and not wait, the wait. You try to say that the Trump administration sent information to the home and health. Are health the, and human services. Health and human services to say that we need to expose the non-healthy people to no, uh, the no. You got it wrong. The healthy people, the health, so the right, the children, healthy people. the adolescents, not not the high risk people, but the so low risk people. With a thought to get to herd immunity. Correct. Right. And, and with the thought that there would be some deaths that were acceptable. Well, I don't know if there was, they, you remember, they're thinking it's a common cold. Okay. So, so the, okay. the leadership, as we say, comes 
goes top down, right? Yeah. So if you believe it's just a common cold, it's going to go away, masks don't work and whatever, you want everybody to rush out and get it, right? Mind you, saving the, the elderly, the immunocompromised. But they had Dr. Fauci at that time getting on the press conferences almost on a, you know, a, a weekly or daily giving this kind of advice. Well, well, here, we'll go back to Reggie. Okay. There's There's information and beliefs that you have to untrain from people. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So, so that's the problem is that we weren't in lockstep like Dr. Watts was saying. Okay. You didn't have a uniformed approach. Okay. Even though with the, uh, you know, the, the, the election of Barack Obama says we're not red states, we're not blue states, but we're right. the United States. That is, that is a, a belief, but it's not a reality. Right. Right. So, when people believe what they believe, it's hard to undo those beliefs, even okay. with facts, okay. even with, okay. with things. So Fauci would get up there and say, look, we need to do prevention. We need isolation. Right. And, you know, we need uh, contact tracing. We don't all those things. And then this guy is undoing that. <laughs> and he has right. got a bigger bully pulpit than even Fauci does. Right. right. And then you've got all these these networks and then you've got the Internet. This guy, you meaning Trump? Trump. OK. Trump at that time. Okay. And and his minions of different offices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, okay. so so you you have that. And so you say when a patient comes in and says, I don't believe I need to do this, I don't believe right. I need to do that. It's on every disease. It's not just the virus. I have people that came in with hypertension and they're right. like, Well, I don't want to take meds all my life. I said, Okay, well, this this is a silent killer because you may not know you have it. But that right. headache that you're coming in with, right. that's because your right. pressure is 200 over 100. Right. Wow. Wow. You know? All right, Dr. T, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Dr. Watts, this next question is for you. Vaccines were released in the beginning of 2021 for emergency use authorization. Many people believe they were developed too quickly and didn't go through the appropriate testing to ensure patient safety, product quality. How do you address that? Yeah, so the way that I address that now is a lot different from the way that I would address it, I think, the last time. Um, okay. You, know, you and I, everybody had a conversation. You the see I followed up with that question, right? You see, you, you see I followed up with that question, right? Yes, right. sir. Said, yes, sir. Right. So uh, the, uh, the way that we talk, talk about it now is, is drastically different. But the metrics are basically the same. The evidence is overwhelming. The amount okay. of people who have been vaccinated, even in the United States, you're looking at you know, over 50%. Uh, vaccinated. Okay. So you're looking at when, when, when they did the trials, you're looking at over 43,000. So first you got you to understand what is the truth, right? So okay. what was This you, is the Pfizer trial though, right? I want to be specific because there yeah. were two yeah. mRNAs, right? With Pfizer, yeah. right? And Moderna, right? And then you but, had Johnson & Johnson out at that time. Go ahead. That's right. That's right. So the first thing I do if I'm having a conversation with a patient, I try to get a good understanding of what, what they would believe. Uh, okay. Fox News, their number one source is, are they data-driven? Are they personality-driven, okay. <laughs> driven And so okay. usually I try to get to a place where we can have some common ground. Uh, that being said, usually people are, okay, well, what does the information, what do the professional, what do the experts say? Okay. And if you, could, if you sort of break it down to a layman's terms and say, well, look, this is one of the biggest trials in the history of medicine at this point. It's over 40,000 for just one of the vaccines. Okay. Very low level of side effects, a very, very low level of untoward effects. Uh, has never been seen to this level uh, in this kinds of research. Okay. Um, if 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 a study that is basically sets the ballpark, sets the halt, sets the bar for further studies is not good enough for you, then nothing 
is going to be, be different. different. Agreed. For all okay. the millions and millions of tens of millions of people around the world that have been vaccinated and hadn't lost any arms or hadn't grown any right. food, if all that's not good enough for you, nothing's good <laughs> right. enough. I kind of right. 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 <laughs> right. Some people are right. convinced, and I understand why, at the same time, I understand why they sure. have concerns because mm-hmm. they were told that it's bull. You know what I mean? Right. So say to me, some people are still authoritarian. I don't believe any of us probably are, but some people believe if the president said it, it's got to be at least partial. It's got to be true. It's got to be know, somewhat, right? You, you cannot underestimate the impact of that. So I would exactly. say at least be neutral. But don't, okay. don't one day give the impression that it's complete bull BS and then go after these people. Because what happens is there is an impact on the healthcare. When these people come in, and I've studied this thing, and I'm on my 10th patient and I'm tired, I don't have a whole lot of mental energy to try to sit and convince them with all this data. Got you. Sometimes this you take gotcha. it and leave it alone. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because then I'm frustrated and then I'm coming home and then it's a problem. Because so, right. <laughs> the yeah. wife ain't playing that, right? She don't care what you had, right? She, she ain't going for nothing. And what he was saying uh, to your question earlier, black people were being um, a higher percentage of, of deaths. You know, we were getting the worst part of it. So this was crazy because, that, yeah, you're right. This happened after. Because when we first get in, then we were then we were getting the brunt of it. Right. Yeah. And that just kind of shows systemically the you know unfair playing ground of health, how it education, all those things we lead in the worst statistics of. Wow. Right? right. So so you don't have the luxury to believe in this nonsense. You don't. But but people are scared and fear paralyzes people. And if they can anchor themselves to something that's not reality, doesn't change the way I currently believe this, so be it. Until you start seeing people die around you, which right. to me, even after that happened, I watched people still be in this inherent denial of the vaccine or inherent of the virus even existing. Uh, but thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate that. Reginald Brookins, this is for you. At the time, we had two variants circulating in our population. We had vaccines out for uh, 18 years plus, combined with mask mandates and social distancing. Share some difficulties in getting the parents and the students yeah. to comply <laughs> with ever-changing CDC guidelines. Yes. Hey, why are you going to do that to that brother? Because I have nah, to, because nah. I chose violence. Nah, nah, he, no, no he, he did that because Go ahead. He, he has a personal experience with that. Right. And so this is around the time that they let the kids come back to school. Right. right? And they mandated that all staff in Los Angeles Unified School District, second second largest district in the in the country, Mm -hmm. right, over 40, 50,000 employees, that all employees get vaccinated. Right. And then they put a, a mandate that students above the age of wherever the at that point, the vaccine was approved for above I think 15. 18, 18, was it 18 or 16 above? 16 Six, no, it's like, no, it was less than 16 because we're ninth grade. We have 14 year olds. Okay. So it was okay. about 14, uh, tw- above 12. 12, okay. 12. Above 12. Above 12. Okay. So they had a date by which all students had to be vaccinated or uh-huh. they could not come to school. Yeah, I remember that. So LAUSD <laughs> made this mandate, right? Very <laughs> controversial. It was a whole lot of pushback on that, right? And so at the time, the, we, we're back in school in, in, in August, right. right? Employees had to be vaccinated by October right. or you lose your job, right? And so there was a... a, a so I Reg to, was stressing. He was yeah, like, parents give me the business. I, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm stressing because one, one teacher leaving is a domino effect. That, mm. that affects mm. hundreds and hundreds of okay. kids, right? Okay. And so I had some staff members that decided I'm not getting vaccinated. I'm going home. Wow. And so the domino effect of that is 
many lives of kids are affected. Mm. But then they had a January day by which all students had to be vaccinated. So we go through this campaign of trying to convince the community that these are, these vaccines are safe, right? And this is real. And if you don't do this, your kid is not going to be able to come to school. Right. Right. And, and understanding my school is an all black and brown school. All right. About half black, half Latino. Right. And in our community, there's a mistrust, even though we're King Drew Magan High School of Medicine and Science, right. trying to get people to understand the science behind it and not the feelings behind right. it, mm-hmm. it was was a monumental task. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you understand that. Right. We know. And the, the biggest thing that always come out is what happened to those at Tuskegee. Right. right? They ejected right. This, right. Tuskegee with syphilis. And so they all well, of this. Dr. Watson kid on the last podcast. It's always yeah. good to have a healthy dose of skepticism. But I think at some point. Right. Right. You've got to you've got to progress past that piece. Of, 50, 60 years ago. Of course. Well, right. that, that skepticism is is coupled with conspiracy theory. OK. Right. Which which most most of is, is rampant it is. in our community. Yeah, you got social media. It yes. spreads like wildfire. Right. They don't pull that onion back left. Yeah, but you understand it too, right? Because it's, it's, no, it's the institutional racism that that we don't we, go to the we, doctor. We, we've had to <laughs> had to overcome. Agree. Okay. Can can lead you Fair. to 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 see why there's you don't believe and you don't trust. Okay. Right. And so we get to a point now we have to convince all of these kids. And it's not the kids, because the kids wanted to get vaccinated. It was the parents, right? right? And so we're having Zoom meetings about <laughs> trying to talk to them about the science. And the, the district is giving us videos and having the district doctors, uh, we, we're pressing play. And so, you know, I'm a hands-on type of person. Right. I don't want to just press play, right? I want to I want to have a situation where you can come and you can talk and you can ask questions. And so I invited Vanessa to come to my school. Right. And have them join a Zoom with my parents to just let them let them hear from let them hear from somebody that looks like them. Right. Most of them are basing their their facts and their opinions on what they see on TV. Right. And the the mistrust of the black and brown community as a whole doesn't want to. They, they they don't they don't want to believe you right, right? right. they just don't want to believe you so I mean, even when I got in right you know yes. I, I explained to them they were like you know are you part of the regime yes like did you did you cross over and then you right, and help those people out and I I, I don't go ahead yes, I, I don't want yes. to so, so, yeah. so what was what was interesting about the whole thing is when you get and start hearing from the parents. You hear all of these wild conspiracies I mean, and, and yeah. questions and and these ideas about it's it's, it's going to kill the babies and it's, it's all of these things going on in their minds of, of why they shouldn't do it. Right. But then I asked Van to come and have a I, I call it and this is controversial. I'm, I'm, but I, I don't care. You not to use my government name. I'm, 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 sorry. Trying, I'm trying to stick I'm sorry. with Pharaoh on the podcast. I'm sorry, Pharaoh. I'm sorry, Pharaoh. I can't even establish my brand. Okay, Pharaoh, bow down to Pharaoh. Right. So, <laughs> no, I'm Pharaoh. I'm sorry. You know we kings up in here. I'm sorry, Pharaoh. I'm sorry. I apologize, Pharaoh. No, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. So I, you know, we were about 85 percent of our student population being vaccinated. Which, congratulations, bro. I want to yes. say that you did a, a, a large, huge campaign yes. and you worked your ass off for that. So Yes. And so I invited the 15% of the school into our <laughs> lecture hall, our big assembly area, and we had a conversation about, about vaccines, mm-hmm. right? And with the goal of providing facts, mm-hmm. right? Get, get rid of all the, the myths that you have that you've heard from Uncle Joe and, and Aunt really? Susie. 
yeah, Uncle Joe Sorry. and Aunt Susie about <laughs> what's wrong with these vaccines. Let's let's hear from somebody that looks like you right. about this. Right. And so tell a little bit about that experience when you went there. Wow. So it it, it was uh, I think we had three we had three sessions or two. Two. Right. So your first two sessions were your 12th graders and 11th graders. They came in. And I think they were a little more amenable to actually hearing about the vaccine. I did a pre PowerPoint presentation. I, I went through the entire history of, while well, one, how you do develop drugs, how they didn't go through clinical trials, um, and that we didn't have an established system of bringing drugs to market. Now, this is what I do for a living, right? So I don't administer. This is why I brought the doctors on, right, to talk about the piece of that. But in terms of developing drugs, this is kind of what I do for a living. So I gave them, you know, the the presentation and you can see the parents coming through the students. Right. You can hear in their rebuttals back to my mom thinks, you know, it's a conspiracy thinks and that they're trying to kill all of us. And I was just like, that's that's cap. And there's faster ways to kill you. Right. And if I don't want to voluntarily have you take something when I can, you know, you hold up your cell phones. Right. Just connected to your arms. I would have to fight you to get your cell phone out. If I wanted to track you, do something to you, I would probably choose a, a more faster means to do so. Uh, but still, it was um, the students. But and, but I got to your their younger students, you can really hear the parents coming through the younger students who didn't have any like personal piece of, they feel like they wanted it, but my parents are saying now, even after it was over, the students came up to me and was like, can you talk to my mom? Can you give her a call? Um, I really want to get vaccinated, but my mom doesn't think so. So that was pretty tough. And then we had the, um, the Zoom with the yes. parents. Yes. So <laughs> the Zoom with the parents really showed for me exactly why the students took the sec positions that they did. A lot of the parents, you know, were really scared and were really, I think, since they were older, they understood a little bit of our African-American history in America and really our, um, I say, struggled relationship with the medical field in terms of how we were treated, um, things that were done to us without our consent, uh, things that were experimented, tested on us. So people have an inherent fear of going to the doctor, of having any medicine injected inside of you. Um, because of that, I really was trying to share with them that we are more, much more advanced now. That And one, I think acknowledgement is, is key, which was part of the impetus of me starting this podcast and having doctors on to really show the parents the same way. Remember, I gave you the video. I said, mm -hmm. hey, show them the video, too, that I had doctors on talking about this, right, that looked like us. Um, but it was tough. So, yes. um, but how, what was, I want to know, I didn't get follow up with you. Right. After that, right. Yeah, what was the after of that? Yeah. After, at, after that, we had a lot more students. And okay. Get vaccinated. Okay. Right. Until we got to a point where we were at 95% oh, wow. of our school okay. was nice. vaccinated. Okay. Congratulations. Nin 95%. Nice. Right. Part of that was fear of if I don't get vaccinated by this date, I can't come to school Damn. anymore. Right. The other <laughs> okay. part of it was, okay, now I understand a little bit more about this. Right. And we're standing up there saying, I did it and yeah. I did it right. and he did it and everybody else I'm did still it. Good. And nothing else is, nothing's yeah, wrong I with got us. another arm and, or and, a tail. So, right, right. Right. And so, but then. The school district went and backtracked, right? I know. Of, of, out of fear of enrollment, right? And said, no, you don't have to be vaccinated by this date. And so we still at that 95% threshold. Right. But I but I do, I I applaud the effort that we that we did. Agreed. And, and there was Facts. a benefit in that. Facts. That it's our school, our environment is much safer because we're at that vaccination rate. Yeah, and when I asked you at first, Lloyd, what did you do to keep this is the thing? 
Like that campaign that you waged, because I know they were wearing you out on a regular. Like the parents were calling, you know, you all the time asking about it. Even yes. as, you know, someone that looks like them, right? right. Still inherent distrust. So right. thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate that. Now we are at our third fucking variant, the Omicron. There is racial unrest, political discourse, and we are at war. People are suffering from COVID fatigue, and I call it pandemic brain. But we outside. What is our pandemic endgame? Actually, I'm going to compound that because I'm choosing violence. What is our pandemic, what is our pandemic endgame? And are we moving toward herd immunity, mass vaccinations, or do we just need to move to another damn planet? <laughs> I, I thought it went great, particularly like the question about when he asked Dr. Watts about what's the end game, right? Because, you know, we all want to know. I know I all want to know what the end game is, right? And so, you know, having that information, receiving it from here was, was beneficial. We back. Yes, so subscribe, comment, like, follow Stay Woke Podcast at Stay Woke, at S Woke, all those things. Thank you. Holla.